0: everyone. Welcome back to Birdie Bitch. My name is Maddie Belden and I'm your host. Today, I got to speak with Haley bookholt She is uh, what I like to call TikTok's golf big sister. Um, she kind of blew up on TikTok for making videos about playing golf, being a girl in the golf space, um, tips on how to get started and all that stuff. So if you want to check her out, um, she is at Haley Buchholz on TikTok and Instagram. And we kind of just discussed a lot of things, (laughs) ranging from uh, performance anxiety on the golf course and how she dealt with that during her college career, as well as things like dress code and if we think crop top should be acceptable on the golf course. Um, She also gave a little bit of advice on how to get started playing golf or if you want to play golf in college, how to go about that. And yeah, we just had a really nice chat and it's a long episode, so I will just let you get right into it. All right. Hi, Haley. Welcome to Birdie hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me. How are we? I'm good. How are you? Good. Happy to be here. I'm glad to have you. I'm so excited to talk to you because I've followed you on TikTok for a while and I feel like, like I told you, I feel like I know you even though you know nothing about me and you are kind of like, I think, the big sister of golf on TikTok, which is super cool. Um, would you mind just kind of giving a little bit of background on who you are and maybe like, how you started playing golf and what you have done with golf in your life so far.
1: Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I love being called the big sister of golf on TikTok. <laughs> that is like a hundred percent the goal. Um, obviously the goal is to inspire girls to play golf that aren't involved yet, or maybe inspire you to stay in it. Cause I know sometimes it can get a little lonely. It's, it's not easy. Um, so, but yeah, basically where I am, I, I started playing golf when I was about 10 years old. My dad got me involved um, I did play other sports until like sophomore, junior year of high school, and then I committed to play at Elon University for school. So went and did that for four years. It was cut short from COVID and some injuries, but overall a, a decent experience. And um, well, actually, I, won't, I can't even say it was that decent. Like, let me get out of my interview
0: mindset right now like it- <laughs> so yeah, I was gonna I was gonna pry but I
1: was gonna let you give yeah, the no, background i think I'm, just, I'm just in like interview mindset right now but I don't mind being honest my college golf experience was actually freaking terrible like I had the roughest go of it for I think a lot of reasons but um at the end of the day like when college was over I could not wait to throw my clubs away like I'd been waiting for that day for kind of a long time And I quit for like a year, maybe year and a half. And then I just got back into it with my boyfriend and we started playing again. And he was like on a mission to show me that it could be fun. Like I could learn to play casual golf. Mm -hmm. And as I started doing that, I think part of the reason I fell back in love with it was TikTok, honestly, like making videos about it, talking to other girls, finding other girls that were interested in it and just kind of like building that community. That's like literally what brought me back to the game, which is so ironic because that's like what
0: my niche is is like getting other people to play golf.
1: Yeah. But meanwhile, <laughs> like all of you guys are like the reason I still play golf.
0: So That's so funny. I didn't know that mm-hmm. part of it. It's just from yeah. following you. Um so did you if you don't mind me asking, were you on oh. scholarship at Elon? Is that kind of why you like stuck it out? It is. Yeah. Um so
1: I committed on a full scholarship to Elon and I am glad I stuck it out because obviously student loans are, are not great. Um, and plus the problems that I was having with golf were mostly internal. Like I can't blame the program that much. Of course, everybody wishes, you know, like maybe if I was part of a bigger program with better coach and more funding and stuff, I could say that stuff all day, but it really was very internal. I was battling a lot of performance anxiety and, um, ego and issues with teammates and bullying and all this like All this stuff that just didn't make me excited to be in a golf environment with that team and, and whatever. So looking back, I feel like I've learned a lot about my experience and I feel like I know how to make it better. But at the time I was just like drowning. I was having panic attacks. I was getting like physically sick on the golf course on more than one occasion. And it came across as lazy um, mental health just like, wasn't really a part of the conversation. So you you were either like healthy and, you know, you got regular nerves and cared about the team or you were me who was having severe anxiety and avoiding it. And in avoiding it, I avoided practice. I avoided like everything. So I definitely did not come across as like the most hardworking best teammate, which I wish I could change, but I also have a better understanding of how mental health affects us, especially in sports. So.
0: Yeah. I think it's super important to talk about. And I mean, I played in in college and we were division one. I went to Holy Cross, but we were not like a very... Yeah. No, we played... I feel like we played Holy Cross before. Did you? Yeah. we. I mean, we weren't a a very strong program. They're definitely getting better now, but it was like... And we didn't have scholarships, so I'm kind of in a different boat than you. So there wasn't really a lot of pressure to Mm. perform and give your all. But I... like. I graduated in 2020. So my season ended with COVID and I was like, I'm not playing golf ever again. And then I got a job in golf. So here I am, but yeah. <laughs> look at us, <laughs> look at us go. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, it just wasn't fun. And I hate saying that because I don't want to deter girls from playing in college. Cause I think it can be a really good opportunity if you go to the right school for you mm-hmm. and you have the support that you do. Like I remember at Holy Cross, there was talk of mental health support for athletes and like groups and all that stuff. But it was like, and it's the same thing in my job right now. The PGA talks about like mental health support for golf professionals, but it's really hard to go after that support, even if it's there for you.
1: Um,
0: Did Elon like offer any sort of help with that type of stuff? And did you take advantage of it?
1: Yes. So we did have... Actually, one of my best friends, her name is Bella Seaman. If you end up listening to this, Bella, uh, shout out. She was on the volleyball team. She was my roommate for a couple of years. And she actually like founded a mental health program at Elon for athletes specifically. Because of course we had like on-campus counseling and that kind of stuff. But she founded a specific program for athletes. And so since she was my friend, she did put me in charge. Like she had to designate somebody for each team to coordinate kind of like mental health check-ins or seminars, classes, like whatever, there were options you could do as a team and everyone had to kind of like pick what they were going to do for that month or whatever. Um and the funny part about that is I was in charge of that obviously and nobody on my team would ever have guessed that I struggled with any mental health issues because yeah. I wasn't somebody that understood it enough myself to even be open about it. I think I probably would have been open about it if I understood but I had brought it up like a few times and on like the third time this girl on my team who I believe struggled with like diagnosed anxiety got really mad at me and she was like, why the heck are you even in charge of this like you don't like basically saying I don't struggle with anything so I shouldn't be in charge of coordinating mental health check ins. Um And that kind of deterred us. And I honestly don't think we ended up ever going to one. So
0: That's, yeah. Well, and you never know what people are going through. So that's, but mental health is like a a tough thing. And then on the flip side of like the mental space in golf, aside from like anxiety and stuff, just Mm -hmm. general anxiety, how did you go about handling performance anxiety, like on the golf course? Like, did you ever... I'd actually be really interested in speaking with like a sports psychologist or therapist mm-hmm. of some sort. Did you ever speak to anyone like that? I don't know if they had those at Elon.
1: I did not. And I'm actually starting a master's program in sports psychology in January. I saw that. So mm-hmm. congrats. So I'm going back got to do accepted, that. Right? I never, yeah, I just got accepted. Um, I never got to speak to anybody like that. I don't, I know we had counselors, but I don't think we had anybody specializing in sports psychology. So if you went to therapy, I think a lot of times you'd have to like explain your sport and then like explain what's needed of you. And it's just like, it's, I'm sure they could help, but it's just different. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping to provide that to people, but no, I didn't understand it at all. The performance anxiety, anxiety in general in me, which I've learned through therapy and stuff like that, it presents with avoidance, which I think is common But, um, that's kind of like the first teller. So I, I went through phases too, like where I'd be at practice longer and like, want to, you know, be better and stuff like that. But really it was all just because I wanted to be perceived as being the hardest worker on the team. Like it wasn't because I really like wanted it for the right reasons, but no, for the, for the most part, the performance anxiety manifested in avoidance in terms of like practice and all the stuff. Um, and a co- in a couple cases like severe panic attacks that happened to me at conference, maybe one other time, like bad enough to be the, like physically sick. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I didn't even understand what was happening to me. I, I thought I had food poisoning and then I realized I hadn't even eaten anything. So. <laughs> um, but I told my coach and my teammates, I was like, I must just be super quickly passing food poisoning. But I was sick the whole night before our first round of conference um like physically ill and then I wake up I'm like not feeling better everybody else is like ready to go I'm like pounding golf balls like so quick on the range like shanking everyone chunk shank skull like literally just on a rotation of the worst possible contact you can make with a golf ball so now I'm starting to panic again I tell my teammates I'm like I'm not feeling good like something something's off like I'm really sick Mm -hmm. everyone's like no you're just nervous my coach is like yeah get out there you're nervous um second hole I throw up and somebody of course comes and gets me off the golf course. The other two groups, the other two girls in my group, like called my coach or whatever. And as soon as I'm taking off the golf course, like 20 minutes later, I'm better. <laughs> and that was really scary. Like that was the scariest part because like everyone was going to think I was faking it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how are you like perceived to your teammates yeah. or your coach or the girls you were playing with?
1: Yeah. So I was like, guys, I think I just had a 12 hour food poisoning situation.
0: <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it.
1: And my coach was like, okay, will you be better for tomorrow's round? And I was like, I think it might hit me again. Actually, yeah.
0: <laughs> actually allergic to the golf course. <laughs> I like,
1: was struggling. And then I think I did play the next day because since it's aggregate score, like, you're not out for the tournament. So I did play the next day and mind you, I was a full scholarship division one college athlete. I think I shot maybe 96.
0: Oh my goodness. I was, <laughs> I was not okay, but I did finish the round. But So have you played any competitive golf since graduating? No. When did you graduate? What year? 21. Okay. So it yep. hasn't been that long.
1: I have not played any competitive golf, even playing golf with like the wrong people which is pretty much everybody anybody that like I know pretty much I can't play golf with it took me months to even be comfortable enough to play golf with my boyfriend really my boyfriend's dad wanted to play with us a few times I'd get like shaky nervous like it's because I'm so
0: nervous people are performance anxiety it's all like
1: interconnected but yeah do you you ever
0: yeah (laughs) do you ever see yourself going back to competing either like like a state amateur or anything like that
1: Yeah. I do wonder like what that would be like for me after especially like once I'm in school for sports psychology. I wonder if I'd be able to get my mind under control enough to enjoy a competitive setting. Yeah. But also with how little I practice now, I'm like wondering if I'll ever circle back. But I'm open to it. Like I obviously daydream about it sometimes. You miss being in the zone and like You miss those good experiences, but all of the bad ones are like in my subconscious mind making me
0: scared. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe going back to school, you can, like you said, learn some things and get into a routine to even like consider playing not even competitively, but just having like more fun. Keeping my score. Yeah. (laughs) Finishing 18 holes without skipping any holes. (laughs) Honestly. Right now. I played... Well, I had to play my my playing test. I did it a couple months after I graduated and I passed on my first try. And I think it was because I didn't care. I, was, I went into it being like... Wait, I'm... there's a... Explain the, the playing test. So it's called the playing ability test for the PGA program and you have to complete it. Yeah, you... I don't think i'm sweating
1: hearing about this
0: so <laughs> talk about anxiety so you literally depending on the course like the rating and the slope yeah. of it you are told for 36 holes you have to like beat a score so like you're standing on the first hole to like a 36 hole round and you're like okay i have to shoot x and x in round one and then you finish i think i shot 78 77 and i passed by two and so I shot 78 the first round and I was like, okay, I have to shoot 79 or lower my second round to pass. And actually, this is I'll never forget this. I tell a story all the time. I was standing on my 36th hole. I could make a double and pass. And the girl, the girl I that I was that. The, the girl that I was playing with, she goes, you can make double here and still pass. And I was like, <laughs> would you tell me that I was like I don't like I already had it in the back of my mind but the fact that she verbalized it I was like oh my god I, I part it <laughs> I was like oh wow I can perform under pressure a little bit I was like panic city and it helped that we played fast but yeah so long story short I did that like two months after I graduated college and I hadn't played since October because we didn't have a spring season yeah. So I went into and I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. And then I started competing like in the RPGA section level. And I, I like panicked. I like, I can't do it anymore. I think the first one I shot like 87 or something, I was like, how could I go into my PT and shoot in the seventies? And then I actually practice and stuff. And now I'm shooting in the eighties. And I think it's because I have like flashbacks to college of all the bad experiences and I'm like well don't do this this and this and panic city so I avoid like individual tournaments at all costs I usually yeah like like, the team of
1: a scramble sound I have played in a scramble that was kind of fun but yeah any situation where I am responsible for my golf ball for the duration of a a round of golf Yeah, uh (laughs) no thank you
0: I could have like three dozen balls in my bag and I'll be like is that enough
1: like how many (laughs)
0: I've had that same thought. I'm like,
1: but, how many do I have left? I know. And it's so funny because I get questions on TikTok, ex- especially when I go work those like charity events that I vlog sometimes. Mm-hmm. I am hitting shots under pressure kind of all day. Like, because I work like Beat the Pro and I'm not even a pro, but it's just what it's called. And I show up and I raise money for whatever the thing is. And people ask me, like, how are you so confident, like with all these men and just like playing golf with men all the time? And I'm like, I think I literally like when it's just my score, like the thought of following my ball, finishing the hole, finding it like that gives me so much anxiety. But when I'm just when I just have to hit a shot, I think I literally like go into a whole different fake persona. Like I am. Yeah. And it like it's confident, but it's not real but I think just since I have to do it I like suppress everything for five seconds and I give my sales pitch and I like make them like me and I try yeah. to hit a good shot and if I don't you just have to be like humble and be like ha like
0: but yeah maybe it's because you know in the back of your head it doesn't really matter like it, it doesn't, doesn't count matter. for anything if you like top it and it goes nowhere like it's yeah. not like you're gonna have to go to that where the ball went and hit your second shot there like it's yeah just- and I won't have to see the people again either like yeah. they just
1: They're like, I thought you're supposed to be good, and I say sorry, and then they leave, and that's it. (laughs) Not today.
0: (laughs) No, but that's yeah. Some of the members at my club asked me to do a beat the pro for them, like during a member guest, and I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, that's (laughs) a lot of pressure. Because yeah, they're oh, I thought you were good. Well, no, yeah, (laughs) they something about
1: yeah, they just expect a lot out of you. So I don't know. It's all. What I have found, like if anybody's listening to this and I, I'm sorry, I haven't given any strategies to get past all this terrible <laughs> stuff, but I actually have, um, I have run into some things. I just haven't really put it into competitive practice, but if I were to go back, this is what I would work on. Number one thing would be that. I think the first thing that you can do, if you have performance anxiety, you must be like I think what that means is you are really wrapped up in how people are perceiving you. So that would go back to ego. Your ego is protecting insecurities, right? So if you're concerned that you're not going to get respect, if you don't shoot a certain score, if you don't hit it as far or whatever, if you're concerned that your actual character as a human being is not going to be respected or liked, we don't even have to look at the performance anxiety. We have to look at your self-esteem. And like it's perfectly okay if you have low self esteem and your ego is kind of trying to protect that. Um, it's, it doesn't. It's nothing bad. Like I've struggled with that in college, especially. But um, I think that's how you would really get into fixing performance anxiety. At least from my like understanding of it right now. Obviously, I'm going to go back to school and probably learn a lot more. But from what I understand, at least what would have helped me is if I had high self-esteem, if I believed that people would still like me and I would still be respected regardless of my score, there wouldn't be so much riding on it. I wouldn't have to pretend like I'm someone I'm not and pray for a decent score
0: just to get a shred of respect
1: from my team, you know?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I struggle with the same thing, especially because now that I've work as a golf professional I only play in events with other professionals so there's no more like mm-hmm. amateur stuff so it's like oh how can you be a golf professional if you shot xyz and so right. I, I'll stand on the team and be like okay I have to break this number otherwise I'm not a good golf professional right like, well no because as a golf professional you work a lot and you don't actually get to play or practice so it's like in and you want to head... like over explain that to people like when people expect yeah. me to be good I'm like no wait I actually don't
1: practice I'm not about pro- like all the things And at the end of the day, like, you don't want to catch yourself trying to over explain yourself. Like for anybody listening, if you, if you're feeling that like over anxious feeling of like trying to prove yourself, I think the best thing you can do is like shift your focus to other ways, like controllable ways that you can gain respect from others, such as being kind, being supportive, being humble, like just good character qualities that can, that you that can be your foundation of self-esteem rather than a specific task you know yeah.
0: I think my I mean I played with a lot of girls throughout my time in college and do I remember some girls that played like really well like kind of but I more so remember the girls that I like bonded with like I, I have a friend Abby Parsons she is a PGA professional and she she just actually finished working at Whistling Straits and she played for Boston University. And she's mm-hmm. a good player, but I, I know that name because we yeah, played Boston. Yeah. Yep. Her and I cried together on the golf course mm-hmm. <laughs> one time and we like bonded over, I don't know, getting yelled at by one of the rules officials. So, yeah. but it's like things like that that I remember. I don't remember what she shot and I don't remember mm-hmm. the girls that shot 100. And I don't really remember the girls that shot, like, in the 60s either, but it's about, like, being nice and supportive and helping everyone, like, look for their ball or, Mm -hmm. you know, not being mean on the golf course, which I think I wanted to talk to you about, like, how you think we can get more women and girls interested in golf. And I think that's one of the biggest things is being welcoming because we're already the minority on the course. So if, like, as a community of women and girls, we can actually Mm – worry less about ourselves and worry more about being inclusive on the course I think that's one way that we can you know that would be huge
1: that would be so huge and I feel like a lot of my theories do involve ego but I I do have a theory on this I think a lot of women like we all know the historical Karen at a golf course like I think we've all experienced Mm -hmm. her right I and like same, same scenario at a college golf tournament. Somebody has a superiority complex and it's not nice to you for whatever reason, or just not welcoming, not supportive, any of the things I think that people are battling ego in everyday life. And your ego is something that protects you from your insecurities. So if we use the Karen example maybe she's insecure that she's one of the only women at the course and she's trying to put on this persona to compete with the men and gain respect and not look like a pushover or not look like your stereotypical like woman. So maybe she's putting on a little bit more of like a masculine front to deal with that. And it comes across as not so nice to you. Or maybe the girls, at the golf tournament that, you know, are struggling internally, or maybe like like me, have their whole personality riding on how they perform, like, yeah, you're not going to be the nicest because, and it's not competitive either. Like, I think a lot of people use that as a cop-out, like, oh, I'm just competitive. No, you're not. You're insecure and you're projecting your insecurities on everyone around you. And it's creating a really toxic environment. And I think that's one of the biggest issues with golf and sports like tennis and stuff. You are an individual sport and then you're expected to collaborate on a team level and support each other after you compete with each other all week to qualify for the tournament and then you get to the tournament and you're like we're teammates like yeah it's, that's it's true. really hard but it's it's on it's on you and it's on your coach to, to foster an environment that you know is gonna allow people to trust that they can be themselves and they'll be supported no matter what and that that really will like I think a lot of people think that that's being soft. But in my opinion, that really will foster a better environment for performance.
0: Yeah, I think, um, and like I said, our team was not very competitive. So we did not have like, we weren't like, you know, going for the Patriot League championship or anything like it was on BU. But how do you think on like a college team? Can you make that part of playing the sport better when you're a team, but you're also an individual? Like, how can you foster a better environment for that is it even possible cuz you're competing against yourself but you're also competing against your teammates which mm-hmm. is super tough i feel like
1: the thing is like you have to have a team that's willing to cooperate so i guess if i were if i were to go back if i had like completely complete control over the whole
0: situation i would like say if you starts, were the coach or
1: yeah if i were the coach i would be having conversations to the best of my knowledge about mental health, performance, anxiety, ego, self-esteem and supporting others. And I would straight up tell my team, Hey, if I see you not supporting one another or being a little rude or snarky or, you know, leaving someone out, I'm going to assume it's because you're insecure and that's going to be the standard for this team. Like nobody's gonna, you're not going to be able to fake it. You're not going to, your ego is not going to protect you in this environment. So I think the first thing I would do as a coach is literally light that out. Like you have no chance of protecting your insecurities. The only thing that's going to help this team is that everybody's open about their insecurities and we support each other through them. That's literally the only solution. Like, and with that, you know, like maybe everybody feels a little bit safer. Maybe they have team bonding things, but like we had team bonding things. That's why I don't even suggest that.
0: Yeah. It it doesn't really do much.
1: It was terrible. I hated going to them all, all to dinner together. Like, there were still the girls that were clicky and the upperclassmen yeah. and like, they didn't really want me there. Like, but so th- that's what I would say as a coach. Honestly.
0: I like but, it. I, yeah. Team bonding is, it's, it's, it's not, not good. It can't
1: just You can't just like throw everyone in a room and call it bonding. No. Yeah. Like to bond, you have to go through some shit together. You have to understand each other's insecurities and like deepest issues, not deepest maybe, but like you have to understand somebody's mental state. Mm -hmm. to some degree similar to you I I had one of my best friends on my team was Audrey and one of our first tournaments ever we were at Kiowa Island and we played the ocean course which is like Mm -hmm. literally one of the hardest courses ever and it was so windy but early in the morning there was not a single mile an hour of wind completely muggy summertime there were these gnats on like if you breathed you breathed in like a hundred gnats that's what the situation was we were both like chunking shanking it on the range like we were so nervous it was our first college tournament uh-huh. and then every time we breathed we breathed in gnats, and we just looked at each other and <laughs> look up at Audrey and she's like flailing around like trying to get the gnats away we both end up having like a crying like little anxiety attack I'm not gonna call it a panic attack because I've had worse but we just like had a little freak out and I do think that bonded us because our coach was like what's wrong with you guys and we were like <laughs> like I don't know.
0: And then you yeah. went out and shot well, like you- 87. <laughs> and you were both nervous and you bonded over that.
1: Terrible. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> so, like I said earlier, I think you're like the big sister of golf on TikTok. Um, I want to get into some advice that you might have for girls or women wanting to play golf or they already do play golf. And I see. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to
1: say that I would break up the advice, I feel like, for two separate groups of people. If you want to play college golf and you're not sure if you can, like I get that question a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And you might have some input on this too. Like, I don't know when you committed to play golf, but I think the best thing you can do is A, all the advice I've already given on performance anxiety, because that's going to kick in when you have coaches reaching out and watching you play. Make sure that you are aware of your insecurities you address them for what they are and you don't try to use golf and a scholarship and all these things all these material things that you want make sure you're not using that to cover up or compensate that's like number one number two if you aren't sure if you are good enough to play golf somewhere look up your dream school check out the roster find the scoring average that really is the best way to go about it you can probably find the lowest scores to see like who's on scholarship Um but it varies so much with every school. So that's, that's. I feel like that's a pretty good standard way to find a school that you could potentially fit in at. Um, and then just, you know, make sure you're developing a good relationship with practice and your schedule and make it as much on your terms as you possibly can because you don't wanna develop a bad relationship with the game that that only snowballs, you know, make sure you're doing it for yourself. For anybody getting involved for fun, I know it can be really intimidating Kind of just it's even intimidating for me. Let me put that out there. Like showing up to a golf course where you know mostly men are gonna be there and maybe they're not expecting you to know how to play. And like I even second guess myself, like, where do I go? Do I check in at the like the simplest things? Do I check in at the pro shop? Yeah. Hate doing that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I've been doing it since I was nine. Like you think <laughs> I know to like walk into a pro shop and say, check in for Haley, four o'clock tea time. Like all these little things make me nervous as well. But I think it's just again about like accepting that some things will make you nervous and being okay with being a little bit vulnerable in public and maybe like learning as you go, because the more you accept vulnerability, I think the easier you have a a time learning. If you can just be humble through the process and kind of enjoy it and laugh at yourself and know that you're not going to be great right away. And you may never be great, but find little joys in the game anyway. Like how can you make it fun? You know, whatever fun means to you.
0: How do you react if you react at all to a man being rude to you on the golf course like I've seen you make like TikToks about like when he says that I should go play the forward tees and then you drive (laughs) it by him off of like the the tips like how do you react to that if that happens yeah
1: you guys are getting the snippet of like the comeback I wish I had (laughs) yeah (laughs) you guys are getting the after I've slept on it like what I should have said to this guy Um, no, for the most part, I'd say, especially throughout my career, when I was younger, before I really like noticed these things were not really that nice, I would smile and I would go (laughs) like some really awkward laugh just to like, not really respond, which I don't think that's what we need to be doing. Mm -hmm. Like now I usually make them explain if somebody is going to say something like, why are you hitting from back here or do you want to hit from up there i say what do you mean mm-hmm. and i just keep saying what explain that oh what did you mean by that like not even in a rude snarky way but yeah. it just gets awkward for them cuz they start to realize like oh i'm making assumptions or i'm you know being a little creepy or whatever you make <laughs> them explain the quote joke
0: yeah. or
1: the comment and then as they do that, they become more aware of like how that was perceived and it just gets awkward for them. And you just stand there and you say,
0: okay, <laughs> thanks. I, I like that. I'm going to use that. Well, what do you mean?
1: Cause it's not rude. You don't want to be yeah. rude. You yeah. don't want to start a problem. It's only going to make things worse for you, but yeah, just say, what did you mean by that? <laughs> oh, haha, sorry. Sorry. I didn't get the joke. Could you explain it to everybody? We're all curious. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like
0: that. Yeah. yeah. Cause most of the time it's like, i mean the majority of people on a golf course are men and a lot of them feel like women shouldn't be on a golf course which is a whole (laughs) that we can talk about that for like five hours probably yeah Um,
1: and i don't want that to deter like it's funny because we make jokes about it and we address it but i also do i don't want that to deter women you know like i think the majority of them are perfectly nice and respectful and like Mm -hmm. you you don't own it you don't own the course so if you're gonna make it awkward for me I'll make it awkward for you too yeah I don't know (laughs) and I
0: think the the one in whatever a hundred times that you do encounter someone like that just not letting Mm -hmm. it deter you from I mean it's a sport like it's supposed to be fun I don't know yeah
1: and I feel like with me I sometimes internalize it a little bit too much and again I I revert back to like oh I have to prove to you that actually One time in my life downwind, I hit a drive 300 yards. So actually watch me do it again. And then I slice it into the woods. (laughs) So like something I want to get better at is just leaving it at making them have to address their comment. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like I have to prove to them that I can hit a golf ball really far or that I'm going to shoot a low score. Because again, that's not why I'm out there. I'm out there to enjoy it myself. So I want to avoid any falling back on
0: like performing to prove something that's like something I'm really trying to get out of that that makes sense because I I encounter the same thing like I've talked about it before on here but like I'll be standing in the golf shop and I'm my title is assistant golf professional and there's other assistant golf professionals and they're all men and our head is mm-hmm. a man and a lot of the time people will walk in and go uh where are the guys like well, the guys have the same job title as me. I can help you. Like, what do you want to do? You just want to make a tea time. I'm fully capable. If I couldn't mm-hmm. do like this stuff that you need one of the guys to do, I wouldn't be working here. And so then I get all worked up and it's the same thing like you were saying. Like, I feel like I need to prove myself, even though- Yeah, we're I like, don't. watch how
1: fast I can make this tea time, yeah. bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, it drives me nuts. So I need to be better about that too and not let it-
1: Well, again, you say like, because I've, I've worked in a, in a golf shop before for a summer, I wasn't like an assistant pro. I was just like the pro shop girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, tea times I like answer the phone, whatever. And if I got comments like that, I'd be like, what do you mean? What do you need? What do they provide? Yeah. Like am I, I, and you just, you literally just
0: ask questions, not play dumb, but you make them explain. Yeah. And I usually just, just say, I can probably help you unless it's something like specific yeah. that you're going to them for. Like I can probably, I can regrip your club. Like I Yeah. Fully capable. And it's Um, also about, like, personality,
1: too. Like, I don't know how you feel about doing this, but usually, like, most guys don't mind hearing a little bit of banter. Yeah. And so, like, I think that's just something I've gotten comfortable with playing golf my whole life. Of course, read the person. If they're a super reserved, like, awkward guy, like, don't encounter banter. But sometimes you do, and it's kind of funny, and you, like, make a little joke back and then they're kind of like whoa and then they respect you a little bit more for not just being like a pushover in in some ways but that that definitely takes practice and it definitely is like the right situation and whatever but
0: yeah it's it's tricky but that I've definitely tried to be like that with the right people and it Mm -hmm. doesn't usually work out in my in a professional setting it's also different like yeah yeah I, I don't know I've never like Done that as an employee,
1: maybe. I mean, it it definitely
0: does happen in like our membership. We have like 400 members, and Mm -hmm. some of them are like older and don't want to get into that. And some of the younger ones, like I'm 24, so I feel like the people that are around my age, I I can do that with. Um, See, that's so funny. That's an interesting observation because I
1: don't do it with people around my age. Oh, really? I only do it with the old guys something about it is safer to me like That's if I funny. if I encounter a guy my age on a golf course I like don't look at him
0: <laughs> I don't know it's <laughs> so funny I... oh my gosh so um moving into kind of like more more fun stuff your advice <laughs> as a big sister of golf what is your favorite brand of golf clothing I'm sure you get a million comments of like this on tiktok
1: yeah, I do. Um, I guess historically it's been Lululemon, but also that's shifting now because I think I just liked it because it was Lulu. I don't cool. think they actually have the most practical, comfortable golf clothes. Um, some of the stuff, yes, but I actually have been loving Athleta a lot more. I think they tried a lot harder to get like the perfect golf score and all mm-hmm. that together. Um, and I like Athleta better as a brand and their purpose. So, Athleta is great. Collared shirts and stuff like that, I've honestly always gotten from Adidas, is a big one for me. But I'm like not really a brand loyal person, if I'm being okay. honest.
0: I feel like everyone I know, or at least girls, are always looking for like the perfect golf score. And I'm like, I have golf. yet to find it. It does not exist. I
1: have the perfect golf score, and that's why I say Athleta. It's the salutation staff score by Athleta. Okay. And it really is. It really is the perfect golf skirt. I have to try
0: it. Does it have pockets? It has
1: four pockets. Wow. On the sides and then in the shorts. It's super stretchy. It's soft. It's got like a four-inch like elastic waistband like a really nice wide one Mm -hmm. um and it just feels like nothing it's so nice it's perfectly yeah
0: it's it's the best one but I've tried the Lulu ones and like they don't have any pockets and I just have issues with them so I don't really wear them that much should Um, we address crop tops yes I was gonna (laughs) ask you that (laughs) because I think I I think on a golf course especially if you're at like a high-end private club obviously you have to respect their dress mm-hmm. code although sometimes I think it's the dress code can be a little overkill but I also think mm-hmm. on the other end of the spectrum people are taking it way too far yeah yeah I don't know so how- with
1: crop tops this is like this is going to be like the hard big sister advice because <laughs> as much as I want golf to be just any other like athletic attire like I hate I do hate how it sometimes feels like it has to be like literally not comfortable stuffy preppy like if that's not your style because I really like a more athletic style Mm -hmm. however you are not sending the right message when you show up to a golf course in a crop top not for any like anti-feminine reasons it just really looks like you've never been to a golf course yeah yeah or like the crop top and golf squirt look and it became popular because yeah because like the score like the tennis skirts from lulu that did become really popular especially in junior golf and like they make longer versions which is what i wear now um nothing against like a shorter skirt if that's comfortable for you and fits your body but it's just like i don't really know how to describe it it's just not going to be respected and that really is like i'm giving that advice like i wish it could be respected if that's what's yeah. comfortable for you and that's your athletic attire um, but it isn't. So if you're feeling uncomfortable about showing up to a golf course, I recommend just wearing a tucked-in shirt, crew neck best. Like you don't want a bunch of cleavage. And it is confusing because there's so many girl golf influencers that are getting paid to be half naked on a golf course. Yeah. And so when you look up girls golf, you're like, oh, you wear
0: this. And yeah. Oh like, no. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're brand new to it. I don't know how they it.
1: got that content. I don't know where they went to film that content.
0: I feel like it started, like, when, um, like, Paige, what's her last Fair name? Enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I love her and I'm all for it, like, but Great. I just, like, I would never show up to work in that kind of outfit. Mm-hmm. And if I saw a girl show up, I'd be like, you might want to you like, not yeah. in a rude way, but you might want to put on a shirt that covers your stomach and your cleavage because it's just, yeah. like you said, it doesn't send Because you wouldn't right wear that to play any sport. That's how I view it. Like. That's true.
1: <laughs> if it was, like literally anything else yeah but like never have I ever gotten dressed for a sport even like the gym yeah I'll wear a crop top to the gym that's like normal gym attire but like what other sport would you show like I would never show up to lacrosse practice in like a tight little cleavage crop top like I same with track like you just want to look athletic and normal and you know I don't know
0: I just view it as you're you're here to play a sport you're not here to like
1: I know. And I really struggle with that conversation because I do consider myself a feminist and I don't want to, I don't want to like make assumptions. Here's the thing. Here's what I'll say. I'm not making assumptions on, of you based off of your golf clothes, especially if you're a beginner and like, Mm -hmm. this is what you see and this is what you wear, obviously. And I'm not making assumptions on girls on what they wear, period. But
0: big sister advice, the culture of golf, crop tops, no go. That's it. Yeah. It's like looking out for you (laughs) yeah it's it's unfortunate I wish like people could do whatever they wanted but it just sends not a great message especially because it's so male dominated that unfortunately some men will look at you Mm -hmm. differently if you show up to the golf course like that yeah and like I've pushed the limits since then too though like
1: when I was a kid crop top obviously wasn't in the question but like collared shirt short sleeves and squirt squirt has to be a certain length now my squirts a certain length just because of my age like in my body like I like what I like but I do wear tank tops without collars depending on the course like if it's a public course and they don't have the strictest rules I just look into the
0: rules first yeah
1: yeah I think and that's if you're just true. showing up to practice it's different but
0: yeah I'll practice in a t-shirt and leggings at like a driving range but I wouldn't go to mm-hmm. a golf course or a private golf course like that
1: so yeah.
0: I think if you're like starting golf and you're going to a golf course I would literally google them and see if they're public or private and if they're private it's going to be a little bit more reserved Mm -hmm. Um, otherwise you literally might get kicked off the golf course because I've been I'll tell you I've been
1: asked to change I showed up one time the reason I showed up so casually is because I was just caddying for Davis this day I didn't want to play so I was wearing like a high neck tank top um, like a racerback by Athleta. It's a very like athletic, normal looking tank top tucked into a pair of um, like Lululemon, not like they're short running shorts, like a different pair of like mm-hmm. athletic shorts. And that's definitely pushing the limits, but I was also like, I'm not playing golf. I'm just going to be carrying the bag. So they asked me to change though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough conversation. I don't really know. Like very awkward where I stand on it but like you said big sister advice err on the side of caution and yeah cover your stomach I guess if it's just (laughs) us where would you want yeah (laughs) (laughs) on like you I think you said this before you want to open up a woman's only golf course (laughs) then you can Mm -hmm. do whatever you want (laughs) y'all can wear literally high heels and leather (laughs) pants if you want (laughs) oh it's so bad but there are men's only courses still
1: yeah which is insane i live near a lot of them
0: really because my well i don't but my i'm
1: at my parents house right now in jupiter um yeah there's a course called adios not too far from here all men's i mean i don't it doesn't like bother me that they exist i just think it'd be really fun if a female version existed oh yeah
0: yeah do whatever you want but i want a woman's only club (laughs) we would outdo ourselves yeah (laughs) um yeah if you if you're like little sister or whatever came to me was like I want to start playing golf where would you send them like did you have a PJ golf professional that you went to or did your dad teach you how to play like how would you literally starting from nothing how would you tell someone to start
1: Ooh, that's a good question my dad taught me how to play okay. and then I found a coach like two years later I I think I would find a coach that is semi aware of sports psychology semi like (laughs) I know that's hard to find it's obviously not your job but someone that if you have the means I would definitely invest in an outside coach that's my best advice because I think parents oftentimes not every parent you can get too involved it can feel too personal and it can be really hard on the kid even if it's unintentional um So, yeah, I would find a coach. It doesn't have to be the top 10 golf coach in the country charging 500 an hour. You know, just somebody to, like, be hands-on with you, show you how to grip a club, watch YouTube videos, and go out there and play games. I would teach them games and just try to make it fun, see if they ask to go back before you make them go back. Um, And more than anything, yeah, just make it a super, like, optional experience really early on and just make it as fun as you can to make them want to go back.
0: Yeah, I think some parents obviously take it a little too far and then people burn out at the age of like 12 and they're never gonna mm-hmm. want to play golf again um yeah okay now I want to do rapid fire questions so just okay <laughs> I'm ready it's basically this or that so just whatever comes to your mind first on the golf course while you're playing music or no music music what kind of music country okay I like it
1: well are we saying like casual round of golf because now that I'm have to play golf I want music on
0: Not in like a college tournament, obviously. (laughs) Imagine you'd get kicked (laughs) off so fast. No, no phones or anything. Um, Do you have like a warm-up playlist? No,
1: because I had one and it made me too anxious. So if anything, I would
0: listen to like
1: lo-fi beats now. Makes sense. Um, Do you like to lay up or go for it? Go for it, but that's mainly ego-based. So maybe I lay
0: up now. that's why you go
1: try to tell everyone how strong I am
0: loaded questions here (laughs) pin in or pin out when you're putting out yeah I think so when this rule changed because I remember I think I was a junior in college maybe when it changed yeah a lot of people would leave it in just for convenience
1: yeah if it's like pace of play I'm not really that picky yeah um
0: and I would leave it in for like
1: a super long lag putt but in
0: general I'd rather have it out I've seen too many times left it in and then it hits the pin and like comes out. So I have anxiety yeah. about that.
1: There's like one very specific situation where it could help, but you'd have to be downhill and the pin would have to be literally, which would like never happens. It'd have to be literally perfectly in line. Your golf yeah. ball would have to hit the pin exactly square going downhill, which is way harder to do than just, I mean, it out a and ball and, and ball. a round and a cylinder, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: just take it out what's your favorite club in your bag
1: <sighs> they all seem hard to hit right now oh
0: gosh um I feel like it's my driver yeah me too would you rather well I put this one down before we like talked earlier I was gonna say would you rather play alone or play with strangers
1: oh with strangers hmm I've never
0: played with strangers like
1: literally just strangers like yeah like
0: if you just show up to a chorus as a single and they're like oh there's these three people do you want to join yes, them?
1: I'd rather play with people. I've never played golf like 100% by myself really.
0: Oh really? Yeah. I
1: love playing alone. <laughs> I think when I was a kid I used to fake it. My dad would be like go play nine holes for practice and I'd be like yeah sure and I'd tee off on the first hole and then I'd like sneak back to the ladies <laughs> locker room and then like Loop around to nine and be like, That was great. How I played college golf, I really don't, I'm not sure. (laughs) Sounds
0: like something I would do. (laughs) Literally opted out of every practice opportunity that I possibly had. My dad, when I was younger, the course that he worked at, there's train tracks that run through the golf course. And so before the train tracks, you play one through eight and then you go over the train tracks. Go up nine. It's like up a hill and there's a halfway house. And Daddy's like,
1: catching the train to the halfway yeah. house.
0: <laughs> oh, I should have. But there are really good chocolate chip cookies in there. So my dad finally, at like a certain age, was like, if you play nine, like you can get cookies at the halfway house. So the only reason that I would play a full nine holes is to go to the halfway house and get cookies. Old so that would be Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had lots of those. What's your favorite course you've ever played?
1: The Ridge at Backbrook in New Jersey
0: never played it
1: nice. who is your favorite pro golfer um female nelly corda male rory
0: rory you, did you were you there when he won were you there mm-hmm. Nice.
1: yeah
0: it was amazing what is your favorite exercise in the gym hip thrusts i saw your talk about those those are yeah. good for golf
1: <laughs> they are
0: good for golf
1: and they're good for lots of things good for the butt <laughs> yeah I never want to like talk about like body aesthetics on my page because I know it can like be tough for people but it is it does make you hit a golf ball farther and it, it will make your butt bigger so.
0: yeah two off awesome things that I think if people you prefer for. Oh, if you prefer a larger bone <laughs> maybe you don't I don't know I feel like that's like the trend nowadays so it's trying to for everybody yeah um last question what are your plans for the future? I know you're going to get your master's, but do you want to like work as a sports psychologist? What do you want to do with that? What are your plans?
1: I am going to get my master's in sports psychology. I'll be done in a year from January and then I'll do my field work and be a CMPC, which is a certified mental performance consultant. So ideally I will continue to use like my TikTok page to teach through there while I'm getting the degree and then um once I'm actually certified I'll be able to start taking clients
0: um, cool. on it yep well I'll probably be like contacting you in a year and a half I'm like please help <laughs> hopefully me hopefully by then I figure my own shit out <laughs> that's true <laughs> and then you can like help other people so it's yeah exactly good, I think ways. I think
1: you have to have gone through it to really get it
0: so yeah I'm oh I think with your story people can probably relate to a lot of yeah. people can relate to it on the golf course and you having that experience will make you better at that job. Yeah,
1: for sure. Because it's lonely. You don't realize like whenever you're going through that, you think you're the only one and it's just not true. So
0: yeah, it it is unfortunate, but it is true. Yeah. <laughs> Where can everyone find you if they want to follow you?
1: Um, That is at Haley Bucholt. That's H-A-L-E-Y B-O-O-K H-O-L-D-T on everything tiktok on everything yeah it's just it's just my full name if you look up Haley book it should come up but
0: awesome well thank you for coming on it was a pleasure yeah
1: thank you for having me this was so fun i'm glad we discussed our our college experiences it sounds (laughs) vastly similar me too